Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. You are in for a treat. In today's episode, you get to listen in on an interview I had with a matchmaker. And not just any matchmaker, but my matchmaker. For those of you who haven't been following along, I did a couple episodes about being single and in the part two of being single, I talk about having a matchmaker. And a lot of people ask me the question, what is a matchmaker and what do they do? Well, in this episode, we will answer that question for you. So (laughs) this is a fun episode. Um, I'm bringing you in on an experience that I'm currently going through. And I hope you enjoy this interview with my matchmaker, Christy. Christy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. I would love for you to start off by sharing who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Sure, of course. So my background is um, I'm a professional matchmaker at 3D Rule. That's my full-time job, and 3D Rule is a tech-enabled matchmaking service that I'll share more about later in the podcast. And my educational background is in marriage and family therapy. And I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist as well. And um, just uh, recently actually finished my doctoral degree also in psychology and um, just focusing more on researching relationships and the background of kind of what makes them work and what doesn't based on my both professional and educational background. It's something that's a big interest in mine. That's kind of how I found uh, this career in matchmaking. I used to work at eHarmony and um, help look into their compatibility algorithm and what makes people a good fit. Um, But I'm a native SoCal girl from Pasadena. Um, Love it here, but um, for fun, (laughs) even though my job is super fun, I love... um, traveling. I love volunteer work and like missions trips um, overseas. Also, I'm a musician. I play the bass guitar and love that. I love going to concerts, live music, um, spending time with family, all the fun things. But yeah, overall, um, my job is also a big uh, source of fun and fulfillment. And I feel like it uh, helps combine a lot of things that both I'm fascinated by so I'm a nerd and I will read and geek out on everything that has to do with love and relationships just because I'm so interested in it and it's cool that I get to do that for my job and then also help other people in their process and use my background and um, experience working in therapy with couples and seeing kind of what works and what does it and then helping on the front end through matchmaking people just find the right fit off the bat so they don't need to end up in a therapy office hopefully later on in their relationship. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love that you are 
a psychologist and that is part of your background. I think like for me talking to you more about this, it's that's kind of comforting of like, okay, you have a background in psychology. You kind of know uh, questions to ask and things to look out for and all of that. But before I ask the big question of what a matchmaker is, because I know that's on everybody's mind, I want to first ask, um, how did you get into this or how did you find this niche and how did that um, just, yeah, you said you were in psychology, but then this is the niche you found and you just really, really love it. So how did you figure that out? Yeah, it's a great question. So I kind of fell into it. And I think after, uh, you know, you graduate, you have, you're a little bit in a one track mind to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. You have to complete 3000 hours of counseling and then to take two licensing exams. So it's quite a long road and process. And after I finished that, I really decided to stay open-minded about the field of mental health and different things that, uh, and different jobs that can be done within the field. And I had a friend that um, had just recently been job searching and found that eHarmony was hiring therapists. And both of us were really curious about that. Specifically, I was curious about it as the founder of eHarmony, Dr. Neil Clark Warren is someone who's work and books I've really admired because he is a psychologist who actually graduated from Fuller Seminary, which is in my hometown, Pasadena, and had his own therapy practice here. And then he developed, you know, the algorithm and the science you know, behind eHarmony. So I was so curious about them hiring therapists. And then they basically had a matchmaking service uh, that hired therapists to be coaches and also matchmakers and give more of a personalized approach to the online dating site. As online dating, when I started there in 2016, online dating has obviously been on the scene for quite a bit of time. And at that time, people were wanting something a little bit more, a more high-touch service, wanting some people with more of a background, because sometimes we're realizing that we might not know ourselves or what's good for us as much as somebody else might. So um, that, you know, it's a very old concept that's taken a modern approach and they were hiring therapists because of the knowledge of, you know, what does it look like to be emotionally available? How can we use our knowledge of human behavior to help um, navigate, okay, is this person a potentially good match for anybody? Are they ready for a relationship? And more specifically, are they a good match for my client? And then, um, yeah, so I did it there and I loved it and then started, had the opportunity to work at 3D Rule, which I, um, you know, love the company and organization and their take on like local matchmaking and just it not being, you know, it's not your grandmother's matchmaker. This is um, a tech enabled service that's backed by our own approach and uh, science, but also um, gives us kind of an exciting take on what works and what doesn't and helps us learn more about people and who, um, you know, who is a match and who isn't and what makes relationships work. So I think it has a lot to do with interpersonal relationships, uh, the job in itself. So having kind of that psychology background is very helpful. And I felt like in my work as a therapist, um, you know, we hear a lot about burnout for mental health practitioners, I think that it can feel discouraging often to uh, work with couples who feel like there are so many differences and the reasons that they got together might not be great or, you know, just can be hard to even when they are great 
couples that it can be just hard to be on that side of it, but then um, being part of helping people find the right people is really rewarding in a different way. So I, I like that balance. Uh, that it strikes a lot and being able to use my background in a pro proactive way rather than trying to um, fix some problems that are pre-existing. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point because you're coming to the front end of things and that's awesome. And I know that you also, you love people, you love interacting with people. So this is just perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a, definitely a people person, um, pretty much very extroverted. So this filled out a lot for me. Yes. So let's kind of get into what a matchmaker is and what is it they do. Great. Yeah. So a matchmaker is, like I said, um, somebody that um, basically helps get to know uh, a person and then helps to help them find their right match. So get to know their background, past relationships, it works, it doesn't. And then goes out on the search and does the uh, does the searching for them. So you kind of are relieved of the burden of having to find your person all by yourself. We use our background, our experience, our resources to reach out to people and get to know those people. And then after getting to know the people that we're working with and then also the people that we reach out to, then the concept is that it's more of a friend setting up a friend. So it's a little bit of a step up from sometimes uh, parents or friends they want to set you up, but we're actual experts in this field that can help with navigate the knowledge that we have and also just knowing about the trends in dating, knowing about what different resources and what's out there and having the time and resources to pursue people. So it's almost like a friend setting up a friend, but it's a friend that's an expert in this field and getting to know um, more about you and what you're looking for. And then also being able to um, help navigate and help see some blind spots that sometimes people aren't able to see on their own of maybe you're always used to dating this type of person and that hasn't worked for you. And then what does that look like um, in what does that look like as you're really searching for that right person and how can someone help you navigate that process? Yeah. And I think that's something that drew me to it. And if people are, they've listened to my podcast before, which if you haven't and you're listening, go back to listening to listen to one of my episodes about being single, because I talk about having a matchmaker. So kind of pulling into my own personal experience here, um, Christy, I'm working with Christy, but I think the thing that really Uh, I thought about like when you were saying that think of it as like friends of friends. I love that because that's kind of like how I envisioned meeting someone was a friend of a friend or something like that. And so when you said that to me, that was kind of like, oh, yeah, I like that. (laughs) I like thinking of it that way. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that now with online dating, um, I think that it can feel like there's just so many options out there but those options aren't really humanized for us in a lot of ways so you don't really know a person in context but when somebody else you know when the friend introduces you or you meet someone through mutual friends or at a party you have some sort of reference and that can automatically put you at ease and give you more 
give that person more of a chance to connect with you and vice versa, rather than the feeling of it, oh, this is a complete stranger that nobody else knows, and I need to make the judgment call on if they could be a fit. That can put a lot of pressure that sometimes we're not aware of. So that gives the legitimacy of saying, oh, actually, no, I asked all these things that I know are important to you. But and now that I know them, I can vouch for them. And I can vouch for you because I know you and I, it's, I'm always thinking of people I'm working with as my friends. And when I'm vetting people for them, I'm saying, okay, like, what I introduce this guy to one of my friends or family, that's how I, close I feel my clients. So we're really searching for that quality be, beyond what we might experience or what we know they might not be interested in while also keeping an open mind and heart for them as well. So I'm always thinking about my clients when I'm vetting them. I'm like, hey, like, well, Nikki thinks this guy's funny or will she think he's boring? Like, well, does she like that sort of sense of humor? I'm like trying to channel my uh, people I'm working with to see with, is this really the type of person they are? Maybe I think that they would be great for somebody, but are they good for, you know, my client? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being one of your clients, I appreciate that you're going out there saying, you know, this is a a friend or a family member. Would I want to introduce them to this person that I'm, you know, seeking for them, you know? So I appreciate that. (laughs) But also, yeah, 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 Christy. Yeah. And we did go to high school together and we do like your best friends with, um, you know, family members. So it's like, yeah, it's, you you do know a little bit about me, <laughs> so that helps. <laughs> I do feel like your family, yeah. So I'm like protective in that way about the important things. I always say when people are like, "Oh, are you being too? Are people being too picky or not?" I always say it's not being picky; it's being selective about the right things. Like, not just gonna weed someone out because I feel like there's something that's a little bit quirky or weird. I mean, everyone is an individual; everyone has their own preferences. Um, but I think one of the important things is important to be selective and protective. <laughs> right. Yes. So what, let's get into like what it, the matching process looks like. And I know from like my standpoint, like we had an initial meeting and we chatted about, you know, my past relationships, which I thought was great because I feel like sometimes we get stuck in these patterns of dating similar people, which is what happened to me. And so we kind of, I loved like being able to talk through that a little bit and seeing why it didn't work out. And that's probably not the perfect type of person I should be with. So let's kind of talk about that too, of like, what does this whole process look like? Totally. Yeah. So basically what happens is that um, typically like a friend of friend or um, client or former client, um, you know, says, refers us somebody and says, oh, okay, this person could be a good fit. And then um, I meet the person in person over coffee and we basically chat and we get to know, I get to know about um, that person. So this includes your background, basically um, your, you know, job, your personal hobbies, things that you like to do, things that you would, you would like to do with a partner, um, some family background and dynamics, um, different beliefs and values, religious, you know, um, political, those sorts of things. And then we also go into some past relationships that we get to know, we dig deeper about into, you know, what happened in past relationships, what worked, what didn't, what did you like, what did you not like? And sometimes we're able to see some patterns or some um, 
certain things to look out for and certain triggers. This is really important for me as I'm getting to know people as well. And then we also go into what's really important for that person. So we we break it down into um, things that are must-haves, the things that are um, super important, they need to be you know, X, Y, and Z, and then things that are like to have, so like hobbies or things you like to do for fun or things that are um, in the category of this would be nice, but if they don't have that, but they have these other things, then I'm open. Um, and then deal breakers, the things that they definitely can't have um, or do. And then we basically kind of um, collaborate in that process and figure out what's really important. And then um, after that initial meeting, um, we set our clients up and they get professional photos um, as we feel like that is important to have just a quality, clear photo of what you look like. And that's based on um, research and feedback of online dating apps where some people don't even get the shot at meeting other people just because they can't even tell what they look like or ever since there's sunglasses or with like eight friends. So there's a lot of, um, you know, streamlining we do through the photography process. Um, and then based on me getting to know the client, I uh, write up a little bit of a bio about the client. So just some basic points um, and also just a description of the personality, just to give other people that we reach out to a little bit of a background. Um, and then we start the search process. So uh, depending on kind of what the person is looking for and what the important things are, that kind of helps tailor how we go about searching or where we go about searching for people. Um, so if they are looking for someone um, in, you know, for example, you know, really strong uh, religious beliefs around being a Christian, I'm going to be searching in areas that people are Christian. We, at, with 3D Rule, we have a database of people um, in our main cities that we search through, and we're basically looking for if they've been met with by another matchmaker, we're able to chat with that matchmaker and learn more about the person. Um, if they haven't, um, and then even if they have, we FaceTime with them, but we either FaceTime or meet the people in person, and then we're getting to know them. Basically, we go through a similar process that we do with the clients in a little bit less depth. So we ask about them, their background, what they're looking for, and then those things in general that we feel like would be a good fit for a, for any client. Just, you know, are they emotionally available? Are they ready for a long-term relationship? And then we ask more specific questions for what our client is specifically looking for. So um, we use we use many different um, formats to get um, matches and reach out to people. Um, so like if they if um, personal networks, we have we work with a lot of uh, clients from certain religious or cultural backgrounds. So we have a lot of referrals from personal networks, or often we go to different events that might tailor specifically to what our clients are looking for. We use our database and our partnerships uh, with Match.com. Um, and so we have a lot of potential ways to uh, look for clients, and, and we uh, tailor it specifically to what our clients are looking for in the way that we do that process. And then we basically do that first meeting as basically a pseudo date. Um, so we're kind of going on the quote unquote bad first days for the clients. And we might be meeting several people a week for clients that end up uh, not being a good fit for whatever reason. Um, and then we're keeping our clients kind of posted about that um, and keeping it conversational. So sometimes there might be someone that's like almost a fit. 
but maybe don't have certain things and we want to kind of have that conversation and get that information. Um, and then when we do find someone that's a fit, we introduce them to our clients. So uh, typically we have um, the, the man reach out to the woman, we get um, and, and set up a time for like drinks or coffee something low-key just to see if there's that chemistry and connection and then we're also part of the date feedback process so after the date we reach out to the match we get some of that feedback and we also reach out to the client and that's very helpful to know you know if, are there certain things we can improve on in the dating process with the client and also from the client it's important to know like oh, okay I thought I wanted someone who's a little bit more quiet but actually I really want someone like this and that can be learned through going on the date um, so that can kind of help us recalibrate and say, okay, actually like this is good information that we can use, um, in the future. So, um, and then, yeah, hopefully there's a second date. And then, um, we usually only get feedback after the second date and then we let them kind of take it from there and check in and, um, help them navigate and a coach along through the process, both for the dates, like we're able to be like a dating coach and help them with some ideas or, you know, um, conversation ideas. Uh, things to talk about, things to avoid. I would say to focus on how you feel um, on the date rather than the checklist because we've taken care of the checklist. So um, just kind of staying with how the person makes you feel. And then, um, and then, yeah, you know, hopefully they are in a long-term relationship through the process. And then we help throughout the remainder as a coach and, um, you know, help them through navigate um, that relationship. So with all of that information, I think, the, in a nutshell. yeah, in a nutshell, that was great. But I think like one thing I think about is just my past of like trying to do this all by myself and like doing, you know, the dating apps and all of that stuff. I didn't do it very long, so I'm not quite a the person to uh, talk about that, but uh, I just didn't enjoy it and I didn't want to do it. And so I think one of the main things I appreciate about having a matchmaker is that you're doing everything for me <laughs> and I don't really have to think about it. I mean, granted, I'm still like outliving my life. And if I'm in a situation, you know, looking for somebody, I'm not just like closing my door and staying home and not doing anything. But I think it's, yeah, I think it's nice just knowing I have someone out there who's an advocate for me in a way of just like looking and, and doing the work. Um, and yeah, it's been, I think it's been a huge learning experience for me as well as the client, which has been kind of cool of just, uh, you know, thinking more about my past relationships and why it didn't work out. And then just like trying to have an open mind too. like, for example, like Christy sent me uh, a guy that wasn't age wise, like wasn't in my age range, but she was like, no, like, I mean, everything else kind of checks out. So we need to have like have an open mind about that. And, um, you know, it didn't end up working out in the long run. But I think it's been really cool just to uh, have someone to do all this for me. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that was a that was a interesting match. Like I said, sometimes they might fit a lot of things, but not fit everything. And I think that's a good part of like a working relationship to be able to say, okay, this, you know, because at the end of the day, we're working with real people. So unfortunately we can't go to a vending machine a little matchmaking vending machine and put, uh, you know, all our things in and then something's going to pop out. So 
when we come across real people, we're, we're getting to know, you know, what are the most important things? And age is one of the things I always say that sometimes people are very limiting around certain things that don't really have much to do with being compatible in the long run. So age um, and distance is one of those things also. Uh, there are things that are that make sense, but they don't really tell you that much about the person. Um, and sometimes it's good to be more flexible about those things and feel like, oh, okay, this person lives down the block for me, so this is super convenient, but are they compatible? So I think it's a kind of coming out of um, and being willing to be open-minded about it. I think the clients that have success in this process are open-minded around things that um, are, you know, are, are open to be, you know, important to kind of think about more rather than saying, oh, okay, but this person's the right age and lives down the block, but they don't have these other important things that I'm looking for. Um, because at the end of the day, some of, some things can be remedied and other things can't. Um, and age is something that doesn't really tell us as much about the person. There can be someone who has a lifestyle of, you know, a 70 year old and is like 40, or there could be someone who's, you know, 70 and have a lifestyle of like a 30 year old. So, um, that's a good thing to be open about, but yeah, sometimes, um, that I think sometimes I've had clients that are successful through people that I'm like, I don't really know, you know, I know this isn't really a fit, but then since the client was able to stay open-minded, they were able to surprise themselves. So, and that always stays surprising for me too, because I never know. It keeps me humble in the job. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I never really know. I'm not going to play God, but here you go. Like, let's talk about it as a person and, um, let's, you know, have a discussion. And I think sometimes in our fast paced, um, in our world today can be a little bit fast paced and instant gratification and um, that can feel like um, we're not taking that much time to reflect and on what's important. Right. And I think that's why I enjoy like even the initial process of sitting down with you and talking about, you know, my my things that I'm looking for in a person and the things that I don't want. <laughs> and so like just talking that out and having that out there, but then also knowing like there's, you know, obviously there's some things that will be okay to, you know, like age, for example. But I think another thing that I really appreciate, which I haven't gotten there yet, but is the after date feedback, because that's when you can really like the reflection process, like you said, of like, we live in this really busy world. And we actually need to sit down and be like, okay, so what did I learn from that? Or what are some things I appreciate that person? Or what did I learn about for myself? So like, I know, like when you told me also that there was the after date feedback, I was like, oh, yeah, this is so good because we don't do that necessarily um, as much as we should. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that often we'll, you know, you could always wonder. So I always have people who come and they're like, I, I thought that went great, but what happened? And then it's like, well, you know, having this opportunity can really be a good learning experience because maybe you're getting similar feedback after a few dates. And then that could be something like, oh, okay. Maybe we're not trying to make people change themselves, but just maybe in their approach or how they're um, coming across, we can, you know, alter a few things. A, a common one I hear for women is, oh, I didn't really know if she was into me. So we, we kind of talk about what that was. Like, did she have her guard up? Um, did, was she really being her true self on the date? And we talk about certain ways that feel authentic, that you can be like that. Um, so I think that it's such an important piece of it to, um, you know, be open to that and be open to kind of 
a changing. You don't want to scare when you do when you are seeing across the one on your first day. You don't want to scare them off. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to have that practice under your belt to see to make sure you um you know aren't having any walls up that don't need to be there. Right. And you do the feedback with your client and also their potential match as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's interesting to see if it lines up at all. Um, you know, and I'm really digging beyond, you know, sometimes we often hear, oh, there was no chemistry or whatever. And chemistry, you know, means everything and also means nothing. So I'm like, well, what does that mean? So I'm trying to kind of get to the bottom of that too. And obviously, sometimes there is no chemistry. It's true. There isn't that flow or connection. And that's fine. You know, we kind of can chalk that up. But if we can really have an opportunity to learn something, then um, we want to take that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with all of this, I just really appreciate that. I mean, this is something you've been doing for a few years now. And so you kind of have an eye for what would work what wouldn't work obviously I love that you also are having an open mind as well and like you said I'm not God so I can't like really control things or I'm not gonna be like oh this is your person or this is not so I think uh yeah I really love that you're because I think back to having that psychology background as well you're able to see the human behaviors and then dig more into that and use that feedback for future connections and other clients and stuff like that right exactly yeah I always say uh, there's been times that I match two people and I think these two people are soulmates and then after the first day both of them were like not a fit I'm like what and then sometimes I'm like I have no idea if they're gonna like each other but I just go for it and then they're like married Uh, so I'm like it keeps the job exciting but it also makes me think like you know, it's always an art and science is what I say. Like there's the science piece. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to line up, you know, these important values, things that we know we're using all this data and information. And then there's the art piece of just when it's that right fit. And um, I'll say, say something my mom uh, used to always tell me is you only need one. So it can feel like the dating process is grueling and it goes through so much and you go through a lot of, you have to wait, you have to um, go through a lot of people that aren't the fit, but at the end of the day, you're only looking for one person. So this makes sense. So why everything that hasn't worked out so far hasn't worked out is because there's only one person. So, um, you know, if you had a million great dates all the time, then that would be really difficult also because how would you choose? So I think that um, it's important to keep that in mind as the process um, is a process. And um, I think sometimes people can get really discouraged with it when it's not working out or it feels like it's always not working out, but it's always not going to work out until it does. So I think that that's important to keep in mind too. And that's funny because my mom said the same thing. You, there, you only need one. <laughs> Our yeah, moms I are very wise. That I use that. I'm like, I use this in my uh, job all the time. She's like, well, good. It's good advice. <laughs> it's a good little wisdom. Yeah, it is good advice. And I think also, yeah, it's about the, not the quality, but the quantity or not, sorry, about, it's about the quality, not the quantity. There we go. 
yeah. yeah. So it's it's about like who the person is, not how many dates can you get on. And I think right. that's also something I appreciate too, like being in this process and also being a woman of faith and like trusting that God has the right person for me and just knowing that maybe, yeah, maybe because I haven't been on a lot of dates is because he's protecting me from something or whatnot. And I'm just, you know, kind of viewing it as God will bring me that right person. And obviously we have to do the legwork and keep looking, but um, not to be discouraged because, you know, I'm not, I don't have all of the dates, which I'm kind of glad. I'm like, that just sounds very exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the things that kind of is countercultural in how we work is that we're, it's way, it's, it's less amount of dates. Obviously, um, a big part of our process is that, you know, we do find quality people that are, are a good fit. Like we're happy to send. We're not very numbers focused in that way. But then we also, you know, our, um, our timeline is usually about like one match per month. And that is very slow compared to what a lot of people are experiencing. If you're on a, you know, a dating app, it could be swiping through a hundred people in like 10 minutes. So um, it's definitely a little bit, um, against the culture, which makes people, I think that makes it difficult in kind of the waiting process. And most of the people that we work with are, you know, successful, like busy professionals that, you know, are ambitious and have taken kind of that, you know, level of um, commitment and dedication in their work life. And then now have to, you know, kind of sit back and let things happen. And that, I think that in itself is a great learning experience but then it's it's also difficult because you kind of you're you know most people are really used to having um control or some um sense of like um able you know some some sense of that what i'm doing is going to yield results and this is an area that it it just doesn't work like that as much as us type a people want to be like oh okay if i do there's some sort of formula just finding the right person there what we've found time and time again is there isn't so it's kind of one of those things that's like, yeah, we are really looking for that quality. And it's also um, very different than a lot of different, um, you know, processes that people experience as far as finding a job or finishing a project or doing pretty much anything. This is something that there is that element of patience and waiting and, um, and lack, you know, letting go of control. Yes. And I'm learning that right now. I'm learning a lot of patience and letting go of control. <laughs> so it's probably a good lesson for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lesson that only comes with experience. I feel like only by living it can you get it. <laughs> like there's no way to just download it. <laughs> download patience. You just have to go through it. And what's funny is when you like pray for it, you're like, oh, I'm praying for patience. That means that like it's <laughs> the things that you want probably are getting delayed if you're asking for something to grow in you or to you know grow a character trait that means that probably going to have some challenges that come with growing that trait they're not just going to be like oh, okay everything we want is handed to us so and then we get the character quality too it doesn't work like that unfortunately I know that is very true but when what is something that you really love about being a matchmaker yeah, so I think just getting that like phone call after a date that both people had a great time or, um, oh, I really learned this about myself. Like Those little nuggets are like the things that keep me motivated. And then obviously when my clients end up in a relationship or married, that is the dream. And that's a kind of 
career professional high that I don't think I've ever experienced in any other job or thing I've done. And that like, I want that every time for every client. So I'm always kind of like doing my part in that and giving that my, my all because it's such an amazing feeling to be part of someone's story. Also very humbling to know that like, maybe I played a little part, but there's like so much that goes into building a relationship and two people being very committed to each other and all of those things um but it feels really exciting to get to be part of it yes definitely and do you have any like nuggets or final thoughts of advice for people who are dating or trying online or anything like that yeah definitely so something that I always say that I like to live by when people are online dating is that what's really important is to make the process a process of reflection rather than being reflexive. So what I mean by that is that you are online dating, try to take a second and think about the matches and maybe explore using online dating sites or applications that humanize people a little bit more. I never, you know, slam online uh, dating apps or sites, but I think what it can do to our brains is it can make us think very um, reflexively and be very binary in our thinking. So yes, no, within like a matter of 10 seconds about someone that could be your soulmate. So I think that slowing down, even if you are online dating and trying to be more reflective about the process and is very important. I also uh, always recommend um, limiting time. So, um, you know, having certain times of day that you check your online dating apps, maybe in the morning you decide to swipe or go through your apps for like, you know, 20, 20 minutes, and then you have another time of the day that you might check your messages. Um, that would be tip two. Um, and then I think the um, tip three, I would say, is that um, it's really important to get off the app and in front of a person. So there's like this epidemic of people pen palling over online dating sites. And I really trained my clients to try to get from an app to your phone number and like five or six like messages back and forth. And sometimes, you know, obviously there's the element of safety that is, is important to keep at the forefront, but it's also important to have that in-person interaction. And, you know, we kind of, um, streamline that completely through matchmaking so you don't have any of that back and forth but I think that there's no way to really assess that um, chemistry or connection unless you meet in person so seeing that as a tool and I think for technology in general seeing it as a tool for connection but not the main forum for connection like it needs to be in person. Mm, I love that so much because I think we've been reliant so much on technology that we're not talking to people face to face. So that is some very great advice. I love that. Yeah, it's so true. So it's pretty, I mean, it's kind of scary in the direction that the world is going in that way. But I think it's a good reminder to just really slow down and think about people three dimensionally and, you know, and not as their profile or their um, you know, their social media profile or anything like to really think like, this is a, this is a human. I'm only seeing a piece of a part of them. And if there's something that I feel like is worth connecting with them, I want to engage and be able to learn more. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about this and um, share a little bit about what you're doing and what you're doing for me in my life as well. So I appreciate you talking about this. Yeah, this is so fun. Thanks for having me on, Nikki. 
Well, there you have it. I hope that answered some of the questions that you've had about what a matchmaker really is. I like to think of it uh, as instead of having a computer and algorithm do the matching for me, I have a real person. I have my personal dating assistant. <laughs> but I one of the, some of the things that she talked about that I really liked was at the end of the day, She's working with real people and to keep in mind that when you're dating, you're looking for compatibility rather than convenience. And another thing is to stay open-minded, which is something I constantly have to remind myself. And another thing I love that she said was take time to reflect on what's important and at the end of the day, you only need one. So for Those of you out there who are dating, good luck. (laughs) No, we are all in this together. And yeah, I hope that this was helpful for you, that you enjoyed it nonetheless, and that you get an inside look as to what a matchmaker is, what they do. And as I got to chat with my own matchmaker, but stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast because I will give you updates on this experience if you're curious here on the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe and also refer to the show notes. I will put a link of the company that Christy works for, 3-Day Rule. And also we didn't talk about this, but I'm going to put links to some books that she recommended for me for dating and some that I have read myself in the show notes as well. So don't forget to take a look at that. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome.